inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. And we're Outlook one week before Christmas, technically Christmas Eve. Right, Brian? Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to, well, kind of looked at as the final week of sort of work and stuff like that. Some people may have the week off, but... Yeah, maybe a few more exams. I'm not sure. Yeah. It sounds like there's a couple more at least a few more days this week, but then, yeah, everything wraps up for the year, so this is going to be our final episode of 2018 for Outlook. And what's the topic today, Care? <laughs> well, I just thought we'd close 2018 off with uh, just a few general, uh, sort of a mishmash of topics. Um, I guess I'll start with talking about what I did this weekend, or last night anyway. Uh, I went to a show here in London. It's always good when there's concerts here in London, which is not too far from where I live, instead of having to go to Toronto, right? It's great when there's artists come come here. So I went to see the Philosopher Kings last night, and uh, I'm sure you are upset you missed out on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not quite my thing, but uh, I know they were pretty pretty big in the '90s, and yeah, uh, the first time I sort of became aware of them, I was at Guide Dog School in uh, Quebec in '98. Um, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. 20 years ago. And they were they were big in the 90s. Um, then uh, Jarvis Church sort of went solo a lot a lot in the 2000s, kind of. And now they're back. They had an album out, I guess, two years ago called The Re- Return of the Kings. <laughs> I love that because it's like the Lord of the Rings, yeah, Return play of the on King. Your, one of your favorite uh, <laughs> movies. I think that's what they were doing. But I mean, the Kings is in their name, so they might have yeah. just thought Return, it's a good term. He didn't say whether he's a fan, but uh, yeah, it was a good show. It was at uh, London Music Hall. So, so being blind, how do you find? I'm just kind of curious how that ties into going to shows or the experience of being in, because you know some some of those places are pretty open and lo- can be kind of loud. And um, I don't know. Did you do you have any sort of thoughts on not being able to see and going to a show? I guess you went with someone, so you weren't. Yeah, I wasn't on your own. Wasn't on my own. Show. Uh, it's nice to find someone to go with. I went with a friend who actually had never been to a concert before. So, me as a, a you know a seasoned concert goer, I I was glad to be able to show her what it what the experience is like because it's always been one of my favorite things to do. Now, aside from the blindness part, um, I have like chronic headaches, and some people might think, oh, if you have headaches, you know, twenty four seven, kind of, why would you oh why would you want to go to a concert? Um, and my thing about that is just, you know, you think, oh, loud music headaches. Well, you can always wear earplugs. Yeah. I've never actually tried that. Yeah. That's what, one of, that's what my friend does hmm. to most shows. Well, I would be worried of being around that noise all the time about my hearing. Yeah. And I think, I think the damage to the hearing, which obviously for us is something we have to really yeah, pay. Rather, Everyone does, but we in I'd particular. I lose my hearing. Um, so it's, you know. If if you if you went to if you played in a band and were playing day after yeah. day after day or going to tons and tons of shows, you yeah. definitely would want to be wearing them. But if if you go to the occasional show, it's not right. a huge deal. But yeah, so um, 
So beside the fact, I always just tell people that you know, if music is my one of my favorite things, there's just something about seeing a band live that is not compared. You can't compare. I mean, maybe at home with you know a really good surround sound system or something, but just like I, I sit there and I, I can't see what's going on around me. It's chaos, and uh, I have headaches anyway. So I figure, you know, why not? Why miss out on something I enjoy if I'm going to have headaches anyway? Um, it's not always the thing to bring on my headaches anyway. There are other, you know, factors that do that. But, um, yeah, it's being there. So London Music Hall is standing room, basically what they said. And uh, luckily, my friend and I got in there. We found a stool at a table. Yeah, usually these types of places do have, you know, either a couple tables at the back with some s- seats. Like, I call the office. I was there on Friday night, actually, for a show. And there was there was a little table with a couple seats that we sat at. But then when the bands were playing, people want to be able to see and stuff. And right. I would have been okay sitting back there. But, you know, I don't mind standing for a bit at shows. But at the same point, I'm getting to the age. And just sometimes if shows are really long, like there's four bands and it's three hours long, you know, it is a lot of standing. So Well, yeah, I wasn't sure how many opening acts there'd be. And there ended up, there ended up being two. Um sort of all over the place here but yeah so we found that seat and just um, physically with some of my chronic pain and stuff uh, it, it's nice not to have to stand the whole time but there's something about being able to move around and move to the music and there were people up dancing and stuff that I wouldn't do anyway I'm not really an outgoing person so being at a yeah. show like that I think <laughs> both of us aren't the the biggest you know types of people like dancing around or moving around too much to music which you know some people love doing that and it's, you, know, you know I'm not not against it per se it's just not really my thing and part of that might have to do with the blindness just sort of not being as comfortable to sort of move around but I think a, the, a big part of it is just our personalities and stuff so yeah so basically it you're in a big room with all this commotion people all around you and you know it can get kind of overwhelming I just sort of sit and focus on the music and I'm probably not a considered a good fan these you know bands like to see that their audience is sort of yeah and interacting and that's always kind of a debate in my head. It's I, I get it if you're in a band and you're sitting and you're playing on stage. It's nice to see people that you can kind of tell that they're into it and they're moving around or doing something. But at the same point for me, it's like if someone's paying for the ticket and they're there and they want to just stand and listen to my music, that's I'm totally happy with that. Like, yeah, like we paid to come, and I, so basically, I just I'm there to sit and listen and just feel the music move through me, kind of. And it's they have a pretty good sound system there, I think. And the drums, they just sort of rumble through your bones. It's it's really kind of amazing, actually. Um, but I just sit there, and I don't even clap. I, I try to clap for appreciation, but physically, with my pain condition, it's painful to clap too much. And, you know, the end with the encore, when everybody claps for, like, a couple minutes straight, I just can't do that. But that doesn't mean I'm any less enthusiastic about this the band that I've paid to see that I... Um, in this case, this band that's been around for 20, 25 years. Um, so yeah, so they had a few opening acts. Uh, the first one was um, Zach Oliver, who apparently was a student here. Yeah. I'd, or I'd no, saw, not at Western, I guess. No, no. I saw, right? yeah, I, saw on, I saw on Facebook, I, th- I think Music Industry Arts posted it, that the, yeah. a former alumni from that program. From your program. Yeah, that they were opening for the Philosopher Kings, so... So yeah, it was kind of neat to see that connection here with someone who went to school in London is touring with a pretty big Canadian band. I'm not sure what crowds they're drawing these days, but I'm sure they still have lo- lots of fans from the past, if not some some recent fans as well. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any idea of how many, how many people were there, but still pretty good gig, I guess, if you... I don't know like how many people that, that London Music Hall holds, but it was, I would say, a couple hundred. But, you know, I guess as a, as a band, you, might, you always ex- hope for as many as you can get draw to your show, and uh, it's hard for me to judge sort of how many yeah, people no, were I there. Know. That's, At that's times, they were is. all kind of around me. I was near the bar, so there were a lot of them stand around there, but... Um, so yeah, so he was the first act, and he is this guy. With, like, he he has a British accent, so not sure how long he's been in Canada or what what his background is there. But he's been in Toronto, and somehow he um, he was in London for school. He didn't really say how long ago. He just sort of said, "Shout out to Fanshawe." Anybody been went to that school? But he somehow connected with Jarvis Church, um, the lead, the singer there of Philosopher Kings, and helped. Um, Jarvis helped write some song, helped him write some songs this past summer. So he had a short set, uh, guitar and like a, tr- a recorded track. So kind of R and B ish, but sort of. <laughs> I don't know. I always just think of uh, Ed Sheeran, but that's just me. Um, and then the second opening act was um, <sighs> Kayla Diamond. She was interesting. She had like a band, a drummer and a bass bass player and a guitar player and um, she kind of reminded me when she sang in her high uh, the high range she kind of reminded me of Dolores from the Cranberries um, Carrie's favorite band mm-hmm. or one of her favorite bands she was interesting um, she wanted she asked for a lot of interaction with the crowd uh, so no, then you didn't, um, you didn't uh, help out with that no I'm sorry sometimes when they ask you to sing parts I, I will but I don't really come there to hear myself and other yeah. people around <laughs> no, me sing. I come there I to hear the, the artist sing. But uh, I get, I understand. She talked about every, who wants to come up and get a selfie? I was like, what? Oh my goodness. This is the days we live in. <laughs> um, but a, a smaller venue is nice. You can interact with everybody a bit better than like a large arena show. But I was recently at um, another show that was a big arena and I guess people with their cell phones and the lights on their cell phones, it looks like a bunch of torches or candles in the audience I've heard it looks kind of neat but yeah anything visual at these shows obviously I miss so I'm just there to hear hear the music and yeah and for me it's I've been to so many shows when I lived in Toronto and still try to go to a few but I don't know I'm not while I like shows I kind of prefer listening at home because I find sometimes the mixing and the sound isn't isn't as good it depends on the show some some venues are better and some sound 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 people are are uh, better than others, but I don't know. I think it's just sort of the whole standing in a hot bar, and a lot of the shows I go to are smaller, so a lot of them don't have seats. And I still really like going to shows, and I love supporting the artists and all of that. But sometimes I feel like I prefer putting on a record at home, where I have like a good sound system and my couch and everything. But I don't know. <laughs> I know that sounds might be kind of getting lame, old but. and. Lazy. Yeah. But, but you've been to so many shows over the years. Maybe sort of the novelty's kind of worn off for oh, you. To or? some degree, yeah. I mean. And of course, you are a sound guy. So, you know, so. Um, and other people have the visuals to focus on as well at a show. So even if the sound at certain shows isn't as good, they also have that sort of visual aspect. And, and for not being able to see, you can still get a feel for the environment and being in that sort of group of people other people who enjoy the same music that you do and there's still sort of a neat community aspect to it that I like about going to a show mm-hmm. but sometimes the actual sound and the performance I would rather just listen to the record but yeah. that's just me you know I, I focus on the sound like last night I was I was trying to think well I wonder it sounds pretty good to me and I always think I wonder what Brian would think 
and it oft, often depends on the venue too, where you're standing. Certain areas, yeah. it if felt like we were right the by other, a speaker up to the, my left, up up on the wall, like kind of to my left. So it seemed like I was in a good spot visually with my friend. I, she didn't say she couldn't see, so I think we were okay. <laughs> I don't know. This is her fa- first concert too, so who knows? Maybe she just didn't want to offend you, and she couldn't see the whole time. <laughs> oh no, she. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, basically. I guess it can be a bit distracting in those shows more than the acts themselves I'm sure you know she listened and everything and watched but it's just the people around you that she comment that end up commenting on it because the crazy ones you know the ones who dance dance like crazy and yeah and I mean unless sometimes you can hear conversations or certain things people are talking about are going on but generally if you if you can't see and it's so loud in there you're kind of just focusing on the music for the most part whereas if you can see you you know you'd want to look at the stage quite a bit, but you also sort of look around Your and eyes wander, see other right? things that are going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so anyway, so that was my night. Uh, pretty exciting, and I I'm at I'm happy to add them all those three ba- three um, artists to my list of performers I've seen. Uh, I hope to see some in the next year. But anyway, so we're Outlook, and uh, we're on Twitter at at. Outlook CFB. Got <laughs> a little trouble with that, eh? Yeah. At Outlook, we're at at Outlook, at Outlook CFB. Um, so yeah, so that was my weekend. So I just thought, you know, we've been on the show, uh, what, four months now? Uh, just over three, three months. months. We started September 11th like or, or 10th or something like that. So yeah, it's just been over three months, but yeah, it's it's great to have this show and it's nice to sort of wrap up the year. We're just going to kind of do a sort of a brief overview of our year and yeah, our uh, thoughts. But So, you know, we've had a lot of interviews and that's been great and I hope to, we hope to have more of those in the new year, right? It's always yeah. interesting to get other people's opinions, but um, if anybody has any ideas for shows, topics around accessibility in the in London or I'd like to just look into some more local issues maybe. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. We're going to definitely do do a bunch of research in the new year and try and schedule some good shows and if you have if anyone's listening or knows of anyone who you know, has any accessibility or disabilities or wants anything to be discussed on the show or wants to be on the show, you can always tweet us at outlookcfb on Twitter there and we'll definitely respond and get back to you. So, yeah, how overall for this year, how do you how do you feel about we you know, we've mentioned it on the show before, but we kind of got involved in the CFB near the end of last year. Canadian so, Federation of the Blind. Canadian Federation of the Blind. And so this year has definitely been a big step forward in in that sort of getting more involved in the blind community, going to the convention in Victoria and the National Co- Convention in Orlando. So yeah, it's just it has been a pretty pretty crazy year of experiences and traveling and yeah. I always think my this next year won't I won't do anything and nothing will happen and but something always does and so we got a few things lined up for 2019. But yeah, I think it's been um, great to have those experiences and we're we're on the committee now to plan the next CFB national convention, which is going to be in um, Vancouver this year. And we got to visit Vancouver last uh, in back in May, but we didn't get. We just were there for the day. And it was quite rushed, so it'll be nice to be back and explore the city a little more. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, so that convention will be happening in the beginning yeah, of May, yeah. and if anyone wants to go, it's totally worth it. Just let us know, and we'll give you the details. But 
it's definitely yeah, everybody welcome. Yeah, for sure. And then the one in July, the National Federation of the Blind, the American version, is in Las Vegas next July. So I'm not sure if we're both planning on going to that. I, I, I don't know. Carrie wasn't too sure. I'm definitely planning on going. Just uh, never, never been there, and it's well, more traveling. To, and yeah, but, I'm going to New York, so I just didn't know if I should do New York, Vancouver, and um, yeah, Vegas. Uh, I wouldn't mind, but look for some more, some more um, freelance stuff to help uh, fund that. But yeah, so this year has been great convention-wise, and I guess I'm now at this point at the end of the year where things are just kind of like, okay, enough with this year. It's time to get on with the next, but. I always seem to get ahead of myself, um, trying to just enjoy the last days here. And well, I kind of like the end of the year because I, I feel like even if I do sort of get stressed or sort of think about things I need to get d- done in the future, I've also kind of look at it as like, yeah, we'll save that for the for the new year, and now I can kind of just relax and well, that's what I'm enjoy doing. the holidays. So people ask me what I'm up to, and I'm just like, well, uh, I don't know, I'm on vacation now, pretty much. Yeah, just just the the list day. off the, some of the stuff you did this year. Yeah, um, that should suffice, right? Yeah, I applied to be on the um, accessibility committee uh, in my town of Woodstock. Um, I don't know much about local municipal government and boards and committees and things but I wouldn't mind getting more into that world just to see what's what's going on and um, sort of know what I'm talking about there so I, I had someone recommend that I apply and I don't know when you hear back from that sort of thing but it's funny the, the, the website wasn't quite quite accessible I had to get a bit of help with that which we found that with the um, Ontario Cannabis Store website a little bit you know websites aren't all totally accessible and then you see that they're obligated to be and they're not and a tricky part for me with with accessibility with websites is I'm I guess I would say I'm pretty tech savvy so I can Mm -hmm. kind of it might not be the most accessible but I play around with it and if certain sometimes a button's not labeled but I I just find a blank a spot on the screen that isn't labeled but I just press it and then it works but so for me I kind of find a workaround but it's still isn't necessarily accessible so for me to sort of give advice on whether something is or isn't accessible can be kind of tricky to some degree because it has to do sort of with someone's skill level. But at the end of, when it comes down to it, I was going to say at the end of the day again, which (laughs) for some reason I tend to use that expression quite a bit, but when it comes down to it, things should be very easily accessible so that anyone could use them. That should be your new new common expression. When it comes down to it. When it comes down to it. We'll replace (laughs) at the end of the day. But yeah, it's... I don't know. It's an ongoing thing, and I think with the internet being here and it being like I I used the internet twenty years ago Let's on Windows with with Jaws, which was the job access with speech funny acronym that they had have for this program Jaws that is a screen reader for Windows computers. And back twenty years ago when we got our computer, the internet wasn't very accessible. You could kind of get get around, but it wasn't nearly as accessible as it is today. So oh. when you find a website that's not accessible, you can sort of or not as accessible as it could be. It can be discouraging, but you can also look back and say, well, we are, we've come a long way and there are a lot of people working on accessibility for things these days. So it is getting better and better. It's just, it can be discouraging sometimes. Yeah, and I, I've never been as tech savvy, so I struggle to find those workarounds that you seem to be able to find. Um, I'm sort of calling you for help when I just... I mean, it's good to push past that frustration and try and see if you can figure it out. But at a certain point, it's just, I want to hit, bang my head against the wall or something. <laughs> but yeah, we've come a long way from, you know, the late 90s when we had that computer down in our basement and you had to do dial up. Oh. 
uh, crazy when you used to get your music and stuff. But yeah, we got, we got still have a ways to go, and there's things that need to still be worked on and improved. And I think we just need to keep talking about it. But uh, I don't know if you saw recently. So I've been on Facebook's my favorite uh, social media, and I know people have some people have their issues with Facebook. Who knows where it's headed <laughs> as a as a thing in our society? But um, so Instagram's never been my thing. But recently, it's made the news that they're they've made improvements on the on Instagram that you can now um, what are they called? Alt have alt tags and to 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 label your photos and stuff for for visually impaired people and. I don't know if that'll if I'll end up using Instagram in the future if it does get better. A lot of writers and poets do use Instagram. They write little short things and photos, but photos aren't really my main thing, so it's sort of hard to get into that. But it's nice to see that they're making efforts, I guess. Because, you know, you could look at it as like, well, it doesn't matter. Or why is it, What's the big deal? I don't need to know what your picture is on Instagram or Facebook. But um, I know you maybe care a little less about that than I do. <laughs> But I, I mean, I got, I used to see pictures, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, Facebook has started to do that. Oh, I forget the exact name where it's certain, <laughs> it can say two people smiling or something. So it has like a little description of a photo, that, yeah. but that still doesn't really give you t- too great of an idea of what's, what's in the photo. Yeah. Um, it's better than nothing, but yeah, it's, and it's hard, it's hard to have a full description of a photo unless it's an actual person describing it. Well, they're getting better, I guess, so. We'll see how that goes in 2019 and beyond. But um, so Christmas is coming up. Um, usually, I have a quiet Christmas. I usually watch a tradition is that I watch the a Christmas Carol with my father on Christmas Eve. You've never really been into that, Abra. <laughs> you don't usually join us for that. You've got your um, 20 how many hour marathon that we're actually hoping to be on again this year. If we want to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, there's a there's a marath- uh, Christmas show out of New Jersey that I really liked, discovered the last four years, hosted by John Solomon, and yeah, it's it's generally 25 hours straight on the radio, which is hard for me to imagine because just starting a radio show the last year and a half myself, yeah, two hours is a lot of you time. Have two so hours, I, we have a half hour. I don't know how he does it, but it's his 30th anniversary for so for one time only, he's doing a 30 hour marathon radio show. So he starts on Christmas Eve and goes all the way till Christmas yeah. Day Eve. So he he takes submissions for Christmas stories. So Carrie and I are work put one together last week that I still have to do a bit of editing on today and hopefully get out soon. So it's all mu- it's a lot of Christmas sort of music, but different stuff that you not the usual Mariah Carey Christmas song. Yeah. You'd well, hear. there'll be a bit of a sort of an idea. My my radio show Chin Music coming up yeah, this Friday from it. noon to two. I'll be playing some Christmas music as well. Not your average Christmas music per se, but fun. Yeah. Hope you play my favorite music. waitress's song. <laughs> yeah. Gets me I in might, the mood. Sometimes this month can be it's I've always loved Christmas. It makes me happy. It sort of helps me think about being a, a kid again and all that. But at the same time, I've been through some stuff since childhood that has made December kind of a difficult month. Um, so I have my moments. But um that song always makes me gives me a lot of energy. I dance around my living room. Yeah, so it's Christmas wrapping by Christmas the wrapping. waitresses that Carrie's referring to. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so the marathon, last year we had a, a little story on there. It was um, E.T. and a Slinky. So he's got it on his um, website. Um, if we had a Facebook page, we could post that link. But <laughs> Yeah, well, it's on, a, it's on our SoundCloud, which right. we share our Outlook links. 
on our Twitter, which you can find on the SoundCloud. And our SoundCloud page is, is linked on the Twitter page. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so that last year was a little reminiscence of our childhood when we used to visit Toys R Us every year before Christmas, a couple weeks before. We just, all of us siblings, our two older brother and sister and our parents used to just hang out in the store for a couple hours at, in the evening, usually, uh, back when Toys R Us was sort of different. Yeah, and then, and this year we did, I used to make a lot of tapes growing up. I may have mentioned this on the show before, but since I didn't have other methods of ha- of take, getting memories and stuff and I couldn't look at pictures, I would record clips of my childhood and growing up. And Christmas, I made a lot of a lot of tapes. So for our story that we're submitting for this marathon, I put together some different, we put together some clips from these tapes and sort of introduced them and just talked about them a bit. So we're looking forward to putting that together and it will be on our SoundCloud but yeah, it's Once basically, it airs, so. we're telling a little Christmas story with the sound clips, and we picked a lot of them that are, you know, because a lot of the stuff would be not probably very interesting to a listening audience, but, you know, there's certain things that are funny and, and sort of can tell a story without how last year you and I were kind of reading it, and it was, it was I wrote it, and we sort of performed it with background sounds and music, but this time it'll be sort of speaking for itself with these clips and the way we arrange it, hopefully, um... It, you know, it sounds good. Fire. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And other, other than that, we just spend a lot of time with family. I don't know if there's any other anything else specifically you want to touch on relating to Christmas. We're running down to the last five minutes here, or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, I'm just glad we could do this show, and I, I, I don't know what to expect for 2019. Uh, I will do a lot of thinking about it over the holidays, amongst all the merrymaking. Um, see what we can come up with, but um, yeah, we'll be back on January the seventh, the Monday, right in January with our next episode. So yeah, we're wow. hoping to. It's crazy that it's two thousand nineteen. This time flies by, but yeah. So you started making your tapes, the Christmas ones, anyway, in ninety seven. So yeah, so twenty one years ago. They go to about two thousand two, right? Then you st- sort of stopped. Yeah, as I got older and went off to high school and stuff, I wasn't taping as much as I did as a kid. Yeah. But it's nice to have those tapes to listen back for memories. And, you know, it's not not so common for people who who are sighted, I don't think, to be taping all the time. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's people out there that do. It's funny. Our, our family sort of became aware that we, you know, they could be recorded. Yeah. It's like a spying. We're not spying on them. We hope that they knew we were doing it. If we forgot to mention it, we're we're sorry. We never meant to do anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's just nice to be able to hear grandparents who are no longer with us and family we don't see so much anymore and just to hear how we sounded with children. We were interesting children. Yeah, so. pretty crazy. <laughs> and then having the accessible software. I use Pro Tools, but there's so many softwares out there that are accessible. Now I can digitize all these old cassettes because, you know, these formats degrade over time and yeah, occasionally they don't, they don't the tape, forever, the, so. the, um, what do you call that? The hair of the tape? Yeah. Or rib- gets, ribbon. Ribbon. Yes, gets all tangled itself. and go <laughs> and then once it's gone, it's it's hard to yeah, so piece it it's back It's good to try and digitize all of these tapes so that we have them for for the future, but yeah, it's amazing. So we're doing it sort of tape by tape, um, and we we put a lot of them on our podcast, catch up on pancakes that we we do, which is also on SoundCloud. Yeah, that's on SoundCloud. So if, if you go to SoundCloud.com/slash catch up on pancakes, you can find our podcast on there. Which we will be doing a new episode of that yeah, to wrap up the year that. as well. If you 
care to hear more of us of us talking, but <laughs> and our, our outlooks are on that same SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com/slash Ketchup on Pancakes. But you can find Outlook shared on our Twitter at Outlook CFB. Yeah, and again, I just want to thank uh, Radio Western for giving us this platform, giving me this platform. I'm newer to it, obviously, than you, Brian, but... Um, yeah, and this is different than my music show. This is a straight-up talk show, so it's definitely a good experience, and yeah. Start your week with talk, you end it with music. Thanks, yeah, thanks again to everyone here at Radio Western. It's such a great place, and anyone who's listening, you know, if you're interested in radio and you're in the community and you want to help out here with anything or, you know, in production or... Marketing if you, if you or talk shows, yeah. If you, if you want to hear yourself on the radio, definitely check out Radio Western, and there's definitely plenty to offer here. So, yeah, so that's exciting, and um, it's been a great few months, and I'm looking forward to 2019. Yeah, same here. We'll be back in 2019. I mentioned it many times, but at Outlook CFB on Twitter. Happy holidays, everybody! Happy New Year. See you on January 7th, 2019. Bye.